Welcome to Series 2 of Leading Between the Lines, a podcast from Alternique Inspired Growth with me, Peter Thorpe, as your host. In the coming months, I'll be talking to the people development heads from some of the world's newest, fastest growing companies and finding out how they go about recruiting, developing and retaining top talent for their business. One thing's for sure, it's very different to even a year ago. If you want to work for a fast-growing startup, they don't come much better than this. Formed in 2014, they've already amassed over 3,000 employees and operate in 23 countries and more than 130 cities. They've also amassed nearly $900 million in funding from companies including Goldman Sachs and are backed by Facebook and Twitter owners Zuckerberg and Dorsey. So to be the people development head is a huge challenge, although I'm guessing pretty exciting with such rapid growth. So let's find out. A warm welcome to my guest today, France Bobe from Walt. Welcome, France. Great to be here. Well, big intro. Perhaps you can start by telling us what Walt does and uh, what your job entails. Yes, of course. Happy to. Um, so Walt is a Helsinki-based uh, technology company, uh, and we basically focus on uh, being uh, a delivery company, if you will. So it could be from uh, business uh, to from restaurant to people, uh, where we also uh, go in the retail, uh, so delivering any product uh, of a lot of different kinds. And now we most recently expanded to having our own uh, grocery stores called Vault Market. And your job? Yes. <laughs> uh, and so I'm France Bobé. So yes, as you mentioned, uh, I'm the people development lead, uh, also based in Helsinki. Uh, and so what I do is uh, I basically handle all the topics related to our people development from learning and development, leadership development, uh, career, uh, but also everything related to engagement and satisfaction, uh, as well as uh, having uh, a great culture around feedback. So everything around feedback uh, and uh, performance management. And how long have you worked for Walt? So just a bit over six months now. I uh, started end of last year. Which is a great time to speak to you because you've had a good look round, got your feet under the table. What have you learned so far? Quite a lot. Uh, I have learned that uh, it's, it's a very fast-growing environment where everyone can learn uh, and I have learned how to uh, challenge myself as well, how to do things even faster and things in a in a very different way. Uh, of course, Vault is a very specific, unique environment uh, where we really encourage to, to, to learn and teach each other. So that comes in hand also for myself. Uh, and so I've learned to do that uh, even more than I was uh, before. Food delivery seems to be, well, not big, but massive. So you're effectively a food delivery company and you've had not far shy of a billion dollars invested in you, including, as I said in the intro, the owners of Facebook and Twitter. Uh, what's the big attraction for food delivery? Because it just seems to be a goldmine. 
uh, I, I think overall it, it goes also beyond food delivery actually and this is where Volts is probably also very attractive. Uh, the business first of course especially with COVID you know last year has been expanding tremendously. Uh, people not being you know able to go out there uh, to a restaurant of course I've been looking at you know our services a lot closer uh, so it has been a, a, an opportunity for us to expand uh, but I think where we want to go way beyond that is it's not just food delivery but also product delivery and having uh, you know, that connection to people providing good services and fast services, uh, which I think is really something that people have been looking at even more closely, of course, in, in, the, in the context. So over 3,000 employees and you're in charge of the learning and development and the progress of all these people. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Exciting. Well, I think we could talk for a long time about that. Uh, are they all home-based, remote-based? Um, so we we are very flexible in a way that, of course, we, we, we offer people the option to work from home. Uh, but we've seen as well that... Uh, uh, you know, in, in the context, people also appreciate the fact to be coming to the office and we have really, we've invested in building really great offices where people could meet. So I was saying that in this context, of course, people work mostly from home, but once, you know, it comes back a little, then uh, we would think that we would go more in a, you know, hybrid mode where people are a bit in between or that they can choose how much at home and how much in the office uh, they, they want to be. So in that context, and flexibility is a great thing, but also it's quite difficult for you in your role, I would imagine. Do you pick up your people when the recruitment team are done with them? They come through the doors and then you get involved in induction training and all sorts of other things about embedding the values? Yes, completely. Uh, and I think it starts even before that. We all work very closely together, of course. Um, so I would say that in my role, of course, it starts even before that, um, you know, uh, even before people join. But yes, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. I would say that my bigger involvement is when people, you know, step a foot in the door in a way and, and, and join us. And we look at, you know, how can we best support them and uh, their growth within Bolt. So pre-COVID and probably 10 years ago now and the rest, Companies would recruit staff, they'd come into the head office on day one, and then maybe in week two, they'd go on their induction course, and there might be similar joiners in the training room, and they'd go through this induction program, and it would go from there. I'm not saying that that was a brilliant way of doing it, but that was the way of doing it. And there's been such a huge shift now into this hybrid model of working from home and part office. How do you induct people what would my experience be on day one of coming to work for Walt um, I think a big part and this is really close to our heart is to keep everything human like meaning that you know having that human interaction is still very important so making sure that people connect from day one with with the right people and you know, getting the right equipment for instance and we put a lot of emphasis on that so that they can get going uh, as soon as possible if not from day one um, and and this is what we really want to keep at heart uh, really that that human touch of course there's a lot more to it uh, understanding the business so we have an induction in place uh, to make sure that people understand who we are what we do uh, continue to meet people and, and there's still some room for improvement for sure uh, but making sure that everybody gets the right information at the right level is basically the second focus uh, beside the being as human as possible uh, in our context and our growth. So how do you get that consistent message out? Because that sounds a tough one to me. 
So one thing we really do as well is um, as part of the induction program, we have one of the first step is um, actually on a monthly basis, we host um, an, what we call an intro day. And uh, our uh, CEO, uh, Mickey Kuzi, actually hosts uh, a session, not the entire day, of course, but he hosts a session to really provide clearly, uh, you know, who we are, what's our mission. Uh, and, and really, uh, we truly believe that hearing that from him, our CEO, is, is truly important because from there, you know, first weeks, then they get his perspective and, and why we're here together on, on this, you know, both going very fast uh, together and, and what's their roles precisely. So I think it's uh, something that we hit from uh, from the first week, which is very important and people really appreciate. So, uh, and I think having that common language and that common vision really helps to know exactly in which direction we're going uh, as a whole, uh, as a big team. So going back to my experience as a new joiner, uh, I've joined, um, I've had the chief exec come on and do a session, so I'm feeling quite wanted, but then I've got the technical side of my role that I need to learn. Again, I'm not likely to go into a classroom to learn that. I'm not likely to be with other people. How do you teach people the technical side of their jobs when they're working remotely? Yes, um, we do emphasize how important the team setting and the team lead setting is, is very important. They are the people who should be driving that, of course, because there's that much, we, we need to speak the same language, of course, as a, you know, uh, we're, we're one volt as a whole, but as you mentioned on the more, you know, technical, practical, or even day-to-day -day side of things, like the team will be the best partner when it comes to, to getting things right, knowing where to go and what to do. So we put a lot of uh, effort into them uh, knowing how to welcome their people and, and how to set the first steps for them. Uh, and, and so how do we do that? Also like, it's also part of a culture. One of her values is really will to learn and then will to teach. So two of her six uh, values um, are around exactly that. So we really push people to uh, share their knowledge and, and learn and grow together. And this is really, uh, really important. And this is how we also encourage people to, to do that on the day of today and uh, to get things going. Peer-to-peer -peer learning, which you've referred to there, everybody sharing their knowledge, is, bec is becoming a much more popular way of learning. How do you maintain consistency in what people learn? Because it doesn't that just depend on the abilities of the peer that you happen to be talking to? True. Um, I do believe that if the foundations are right when people start, and again, we speak the same language, there are things that are happening they, all the time that, you know, in, in, in a way, in, uh, centrally, we might not always uh, be able to control or bring that consistency, but we do believe that they know best what's happening on their job and what needs to happen. And so they should be able to be empowered to, to share that knowledge and act upon it. Of course, we provide, you know, guidelines around what should be working and how we approach things and our tone of voice, things like that. But as a whole, you know, if if we have a great software engineer who jumps in, we believe that he knows best actually, and uh, uh, you know, and he should be there to, to drive that knowledge. So we don't consider that we should have always everything very consistent. But we want to, at the contrary, remove barriers and uh, and learn along the way so that people can move on very quickly and we don't have to wait for something. And I think that's a trend that shows also in our business how fast we're able to move forward and adjust uh, based on what's happening. 
we're in the process of developing this uh, Leading Between the Lines podcast uh, around 15 fast-growing international companies, of which you're one of the fastest-growing, and 3,000 employees is, is massive. And it is staggering how quickly companies are now growing. And they all seem to be tech-based companies because it means that you can operate all around the world. So you're not just fixed in Finland or Berlin or anywhere like that. There are no boundaries, are there? <laughs> no, there's none. Uh, especially for, as you, as you mentioned, very, very uh, in a very good way. We're a technology company, which means that a lot of people that we recruit also uh have a bit of that, you know, mindset that, uh, yeah, I am used to that environment now and and this is how I want to be, right? So uh, being able to, to work from anywhere and or almost at least and connecting with people in different regions is really part of our uh, everyday life. You mentioned how important your team leaders are and you used the word empowerment. So you're really setting great store in your team leaders and frontline managers to be good at their job, because if they are, you'll be a success. And if they're not, good people are going to walk away from you. So what's your leadership development program looking like for these guys and girls? Um, I would say there's two parts of it. Like uh, we're right now still building, of course, the foundation, like we're growing and, and everything we do, we're still working on it, of course. Uh, but a big part of it is also just making sure that they have enough autonomy to make the right decisions, that they understand that as long as, you know, we have uh, a clear foundation of what a good team lead is, then they can move ahead and guide their team to, to make the best decision. So I think a big part is not just on the program, but also the culture that we build around our team leads. We have a lot of trust in our team leads that they will make the right decision or they will make sure that the right decisions are being made. Um, and this is how they're able to move forward as well. Um, so just not about, you know, yeah, the programs are how we support, which is extremely important, but also how do we make sure that yeah, we, we don't have too many barriers and 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 issues, but that they're able to do their job and, and guide their team, which is extremely important. So autonomy, trust, uh, you know, all around feedback, how do they manage that with their team? And yeah, they should be able to 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 do that in a way with without with enough support, but not too many barriers. Trust, feedback, autonomy, absolutely fantastic when things are going well, but when it doesn't go well you need to be getting hold of that problem pretty fast, don't you? So what kind of monitoring system do you have in place with your managers? So you can see them empowering, you can see the trust, feel the trust, but also you can see when it's not happening and get in there straight away and sort it out. Yes. Um, so I think the culture of really having honest conversation and feedback that, that we push really encourages that so that we don't hide behind problems. We really push people to talk about it, have open conversation. I think that's the first step. And of course, the second step, you know, there's always something along the way that, you know, we, we could do better or that doesn't go according to the plan. And in that case, this is where our HR teams come in, of course. So we have a very... Uh, excellent HR team uh, that is, you know, we're all supporting our team leads so that they feel like if ever there's a situation in which they need a bit more help, then we're here to support them. So we have, um, yeah, a, a fantastic team that has been, you know, some of our HR team members have been here for a few years, so they also understand really well uh, what's the context, what could happen and how to react to that. So you mentioned two of your values, a will to learn and a will to teach, and you said there were six. Can, can I ask you what the other four are? Of course. Um, so attitude, excellence, ambition, 
and heart in addition to will to learn and will to teach. So they're all very nice, but how do you bring them to life? Because everyone's got a really nice list of values and most companies never really do anything with them. They just sit up on the wall somewhere. Yes. But ambitious companies, quality companies, they actually work with their values and bring them to life. I think that that's a very fair point. And this is where we want to be different. Um, and the way we do it is first, we made them very simple. We tend to see that, you know, out there sometimes it's it's very, values are very complicated and, and it's difficult for people to understand exactly what that means. So the first step was just to, you know, yes, we have our values, but we, we consider that this is what we stand for as a team. And, and we try to go, you know, away from complexity of defining long, long sentences that, that yeah, will, will be just complex to follow. Uh, that was the first thing, just to make it approachable for everyone. And the second one, so how do we live up to them? Um, this is extremely important that, especially when we set, um, you know, structure, for instance, uh, we really will push to, okay, how could we set a specific structure following these values? And to give you an example, um, let's say we have our communication, you know, the way we communicate all uh, heart will be at the core of uh, anything we do communication wise. So our whole tone of voice in our communication should show that we have heart. So this is where we're going to decline that in everything we do. So the tone should be very approachable, uh, you know, like talking, uh, like you would talk to any other human being without, uh, you know, uh, taking people, yeah, uh, for granted or that they would understand. We try to simplify things again. And so heart will be extremely important there. Uh, when it comes to will to learn or will to teach, we will include that in the way we approach feedback. So we teach people to, you know, once you want to share feedback, for instance, then think about that person. How could this person do better? And so that will to learn and will to teach around it so that we could really learn. So we try to really use all of these values in really a lot of the things we do. And last but not least, just final example, but um, we also do shout outs. Um, so meaning that internally, when we have uh, big company uh, calls, uh, we, um, we, we give shout outs actually. So we ask people to almost nominate or give shout outs to other mates or, or team leads with whom they've been working and to really emphasize what are the behaviors behind each of the values that we believe are very strong. And we give examples behind it. Uh, and that's also a way to recognize when people are really living up to our values and, and giving examples for other people, uh, especially the new hires as well. Having a look at the six values, again, will to learn, will to teach, attitude, excellence, ambition, and heart. How comfortable are you that these values are really being acted out? Now, before you answer, you're not going to say 100% because you'll never be happy that it's happening 100% and you're a fast-growing company. So there's got to be some disconnections as well. Where are you on the journey of really embedding these values? <laughs> yes. Uh, as you mentioned, we're a very young company. So, of course, we can always, you know, do better. Uh, I think it's a lot around consistency. Um, if we bring that consistency along the way and we don't just say it once right around our values and, yes, this is it. And then you can go back to, to, to you know, your, your role and what needs to, to be done. Like, I think it's also the consistency and how we come back to it. And we show that every time there is a change in the organization, we keep on referring to our values. Uh, and I think that's something that we try to really uh, be consistent about ourselves, uh, uh, you know, especially in, in our HR team. When, when we provide guidance and support for people, it's important to show that we are you know, uh, in everything we do are consistent around that. So um, 
I would say we're at the beginning of our journey, not just on our values, but for everything else. Uh, but this is where we keep on uh, making sure that, for instance, in our hiring process, that we hire people that we know will also help us, you know, push these values forward. And, and you know, as we continue growing, we have people that we know would do their best uh, in, in that matter. So it's not just on the people that are here, but also the people that we keep on recruiting. So where are you on your hiring journey? Because you're into 3,000 now, 20 plus countries. Where do you want to be in a year's time? Oh, that's a great question. Where we want to reach Mars? I mean, it's uh, we, <laughs> we we want to keep on growing. I mean, the business is, is keeps on growing. So, of course, you know, the teams behind will also go according to that. Um, so I can't really confirm any numbers, but I would say that uh, we will keep on going for sure, uh, especially seeing how we're growing in terms of business. You know, I was mentioning uh, our grocery stores, which is a completely new market for us as well. So, of course, you know, that's um, uh, completely different. Uh, I mean, it's, yeah, it's very different and we need new teams for that. So we keep on growing as well. Uh, so, yeah, let's see where the journey is going to take us. So what about your team? How many people have you got in your team at the moment? Overall, the HR team is around uh, probably 50 people at the moment, at least uh, centrally. So we're still expanding, which is not uh, as as many as we want it to be. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much where we are now. So, so do they all report into you? No, no, no. So they're not. I have a bit of my own, uh, if you will, uh, uh, own section or own uh, specialty in, in terms of, of people development. It's true that so far we've been emphasizing a bit more uh, supporting the business in more on the operational uh, side as well as talent acquisition side, which is a bit stronger, but these are different teams. So they do not report to me directly, they report to our HR director. So how many people are involved in your team and specialize in people development? Right now I am on my own. Uh, as such but this is where like I work with all the HR operations if you will we have people that work in country specific uh, and they help me to uh, you know I'm here in a way to help shape a bit the journey and the other HR people they help me to uh, you know think through what's more specific in each country and how we can better uh, deliver that if you will so this is a partnership so uh, for now my team is, is is very limited but I have a lot of partners around to help me. So it's quite a strategic role that you're involved with. Yes. At the, at the top of the organisation, really. For now, yes. But they'll need to change, won't it? Because you're growing and growing and growing. And retention is a word that won't be lost on you. Because unless you get the people development right, you won't keep your good people. And to do that, history suggests that you will need some people around you who are going to develop projects, people development projects, and retention projects to make sure that you keep the stars of your your company yes so sorry just for you answer that are they going to spend the money for you are they going to let you have the money to develop your unit um yes we do and i think it's not just about my unit Uh, it also depends on how how do we see it working right now and i think the emphasis is also on the For instance, team leads play a major role here. You know, they know who their stars are the best and they know what fuels their fire, you know. So I think it's 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 not just about budget. I think of course it is a bit, but 
Um, you know, we want to expand the team. We want to have more capacity in-house to develop our own content, support people where, where they are. Uh, but at the same time, I, as I was saying earlier, actually, we have our HR teams uh, who are, you know, getting a bit more uh, into the development side of things now that we're growing and, and we want to pass um, that, that phase where we just want to put things in place, but we just want to keep on developing and, you know, thinking about career path and things like that. And I think the entire HR team and not just my own team will be involved in that uh, as well as our team leads. Again, they, they know best what's happening on the ground and, and what would work for their people. So yeah, we were starting here and then we will expand the team. What are the difficulties that you find operating from Helsinki, running the show from there? Uh, maybe there are cultural difficulties in 23 countries, but there must be some tough things for you to get your head around running the show from one country. <laughs> uh, in, a, in a remote world, I think we, we can definitely learn a lot from you know how to connect best virtually uh and and this is something that as any organization in the past year uh we've seen that you know it's 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 actually a bit more difficult than we think uh there's definitely a bit of you know we think that just because we are connected on on zoom that yeah things will happen or that we will still understand each other and, and sometimes it's not as straightforward you know like we can't see all the body language and we can't see all of these little things that you might see face to face so for sure there is a side here that we're still learning about uh, and especially countries where we're quite new and we're learning just on the business side but it means that all the people we recruit we're trying to to understand how to best work together for sure you know like what it looks like in europe and versus in asia and japan for instance where we are um and when we're expanding quickly, um, we, um, yeah, we're still learning how to, to make that work uh, between our countries. Having said that, um, we have excellent leaders that, uh, you know, have traveled to specific locations to help locally when we felt that we needed, you know, help um, so that they don't feel like they're on their own uh, and, and that they can get help at least on the foundations you know how to get things started and how to go in the right direction and and so on and so forth but for sure there's uh, there's still a lot we need to learn and uh, and we will learn along the way do you do all of your training and development work online or does any of it happen face to face so we have some pieces that happen face to face but of course in the past year we had to go uh, for fully online. So of course it's a specific context here. I would say we'll be going forward past you know, COVID-19. It will most likely be a bit of a blend um, yeah. of both uh, you know, face-to-face as well as online. We do believe that to scale things up, uh, uh, we need to be online. And because we're a technology company, right? We, I mean, we, uh, we do believe in that. Uh, so it's just a question now of finding the right balance in between the two. And as you say, just because you've got a Zoom connection, it doesn't mean it works, does it? So to find the right technology to develop people effectively uh, is a challenge in itself. It is, especially when you have high expectation running right, a technology company. Uh, we, we have yeah. people who live and breathe, you know, user experience and, and technology. So, of course, you know, expectation on that regard is also pretty high, which is good because we need to challenge ourselves and go beyond just what exists on the market. So we always say that we reach for the best and, and that comes not just for, you know, how we approach guiding people, but also, yes, the product and the technology that we, we choose. What about coaching? Do you do you use coaches to help develop your people? So we do believe that we we recruit a lot of good people that have experience in some specific uh, you know 
uh, areas. So we we believe that at least to get started on that, especially coaching or even mentoring, that we want to do that internally as of now. At least give it a proper chance before going externally, because. As you mentioned, you know we're we're a very young company, and and we do push our values very much. But of course, as soon as you start getting some help externally, uh, you know the language and the way you do things uh, is is not maybe aligned with what we have in mind. So this is where having a good foundation externally for us is very important. Um, so we are starting here, but of course we're going to be looking at a, a, as we continue growing at getting a bit more help externally. And and I think when you look. Uh, using externals and we're an external learning and development company so I can yes. speak from our own experience but our recommendation always is to any of our clients don't use us unless we can provide something at a higher level than you can provide because you're just throwing your money away <laughs> I like that very much yes and and I do believe that people need to learn also by doing things you know um like learning by by doing is really something i i do believe about and and starting there like how can you be a good coach if you're not a coach yourself you know first and things like that so having that a bit internally that experience first to see what works what doesn't work having a bit of that you know uh fail fast in a way kind of approach which goes with with anything but especially for like learning is very important so uh yeah we do believe in starting that internally for that reason as well and I think maybe where externals can help in in that journey is in a train the trainer capacity. So if you're looking at your internal people to be coaches, obviously they're the most connected with you as a company and with your values. But maybe an external company can come in and help develop those people to be coaches. They can't put their real Walt stamp on it because your people have to do that themselves. But train the trainer perhaps is an external use that empowers to use your previous word your people to then get on with it and make the real difference internally I fully agree um this is definitely something we'll be looking at um and and we've been partnering with not exactly for coaching but we've been partnering externally with uh, companies to help us on on different topics um to because we know that we we just don't know everything right and we want to learn from the best to, to the best as well that that we can so we're targeting also you know what are the key priorities that we're facing now and where do we need the most help um so we uh, just do by priorities uh, and yeah, um, I think external coaches will, will come in at some point. And last point on that, but it's also a question of networking. I think, you know, uh, our founders, uh, especially were, are, are extremely well connected with other companies in that field. And so I think, you know, there's already a bit of that coaching happening at that level, uh, you know, at the executive level, just from, from networking a lot. And, uh, and also in the Nordics, you know, like the technology industry is very strong in, in, in that. So we have that big slush, for instance, you know, conference that's extremely known. Uh, and, and a lot of our founders are coming from that environment. And so, you know, uh, I think there's a bit of coaching that goes through that as well, uh, just, just because of that type of environment, like the startup world. And uh, yeah, so that's also a different aspect, but networking slash uh, coaching. So you mentioned your priorities. What are your priorities, say, for the next 12 months? Yes, we have a few um, <laughs> uh, as we keep on going. But I would say um, ensuring that we keep um, 
having the best people experience while scaling things up. And that goes from onboarding uh, to uh, leadership development to, uh, you know, offering also just uh, a continuous way of learning. We know that uh, as we keep on growing, we, we want people to also feel like they get the relevant information, the relevant content at the right moment. And we still have a long way to go on, on this, but we're starting with at least their first steps so that they know exactly um, from the onboarding to you know when they wanna grow in the company. Uh, so this is a big picture, but concretely like we're starting to look in putting in place like uh, tools that will support us to scale things up um, uh, from onboarding uh, so that people have that clear journey, you know, about like, okay, this is my first week, this is my second week of my, my fourth month and so on and so forth. And, and they can really see where they are in their journey. So that's one piece. The other piece is also around feedback. I mentioned that a bit earlier, but this is extremely important. Um, we have a lot of great practices uh, and, and yeah, we can move a bit uh, still, we can do better on, on that and really encouraging uh, to have that, that still that good, honest and open conversation, not just that one time a year, you know, uh, as we hear on the market, but like more of like that continuous approach. So we, we are there, but we just need to, you know, uh, push that a little more. So that's also something that we're working on. So will you develop your own Walt feedback model that you will want all your people to operate within the company yes we do um we we already have good practices that we call uh feedback chats uh and we want to continue in that direction just making it a bit more of an ongoing thing uh that team leads would completely own uh rather than just being something directed by you know us in the in the central team I'd just like to ask you one more question before we go on and talk a little bit more about you. If we turn the clock forward 12 months to June 2022, what would you like to see? What would you like to hear and feel in relation to the progress within your people development team? Yes. Um, as a whole, I would love people to keep actually feeling the way they are now, meaning that we still keep things human and we stay small at heart, uh, but still being able to get the, the right content at the moment of need. So like having that relevant piece of content, I think now we're such at the beginning of our journey that you know we, we, we have something which is a bit more uh, you know, available to everyone as, as team leads and all. But instead of just having thinking of that specific role, you know, development, I would love for everyone to feel like, yes, this is my personalized journey. And I know exactly or more or less where I want to go or at least where I want to improve next and, and still feeling that it's a bit of that balance between scalability and, and staying small at heart with that human feeling. This is very important to us. So I think if I can get there in between the two and, and keep that balance, um, I think we're in a very good place then. Let's change direction a little bit and talk about you, France, your personal journey. What what takes you to Helsinki and what gets you up in the morning? Hmm. Um, so I came to Helsinki a um, year and a half ago, so right before the pandemic, um, for also love, to be uh, very honest here. Uh, my fiance is, is Finnish, so we decided to to give it a go and, and come to Finland uh, to, to get a bit closer to at least one side of the family. And what gets me going in the morning, I would say I'm, I'm very passionate about, uh, I mean, people development as a whole. So I would say that that's 
shows in, in my work and how I interact with people as a whole. Uh, and, and, and that's very important to me, of course, uh, but as a whole, as a person as well, uh, I do believe in, in connection and network. So I think what gets me up in the morning is knowing that I can connect with people and not just people in my company, but people in the, in the field, right? So other l and professionals and get to learn new things and, and keep on growing uh, myself as a, as a person. And what are your values? How, how would you describe them? How, how does your partner think about you? <laughs> Um, I do think that heart actually not to take the company's value here, but a bit, um, heart is definitely one of them. And I think, um, uh, also like being close to nature is very important to, to us. So, uh, that's where like coming back a bit closer to one side of the family and being somewhere where we believe that, you know, being close to nature, which I found I, I get so much energy but also calmness for, from that which is very important to us um, so being able to you know we say that Finland is the country of thousand lakes and 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 definitely the case so being able to you know go for a swim at midnight in summer must um, say something that we uh, we appreciate a lot <laughs> and uh, yeah so so because of that I think in, in a good balance with you know personal and, and professional life as well is, is something that's uh, very well known in Finland and it's it's definitely something that we're looking for. Sounds like you spend quite a lot of your your personal time outside the two of you. Isn't it a bit cold in Finland for that? <laughs> uh, depends on what time of the year you come, of course. Huh. But uh, I would think that um, actually it's a bit of um, you have the opposites, and I think people focus on the the one opposite, but not the other. So you know, winter yes can get a bit harder very dark and uh, I understand now why people drink a lot of coffee uh, <laughs> certainly uh, when days are a bit short and, and you know you need to keep going uh, at everything but in summer it's it's extremely nice when uh, days are a lot longer and even right now for instance uh, there's yeah uh, it's probably night around midnight and sun starts to come up around 3 a.m so it's you, you get a sense that uh, you can accomplish so much more uh, and be outside so much more. So, yeah, I think there's this both extremes. So it depends on which one you want to look at. It does sound a beautiful place to to live. Where do you originate from? Uh, yeah, so if my name did not give me away, <laughs> I uh, am from France originally. And, and your family still out in France? Yes, all of my family is still uh, there. So yeah, it's um, it's it's actually a bit ironic that was my name. You know, I'm the only person in my family that uh, lives abroad <laughs> in that way. Do they do they call you France in just in case you forgot where you came from? Probably, I'm sure they anticipated me going abroad, <laughs> making sure I would not forget. So on a personal level, let's spin forward ten years. Uh, I'm going to ask you how old you are, actually. Uh, we're doing a video call, so I can see you're about half my age, but the listeners won't have a clue how old you are. Uh, yes, I'm 31 years old. So 31. So you reach the ripe old age of 40. What would you like the world to look like then? Um, I would hope that um, other countries outside Finland, but Finland as well, do, do an even better job in terms of environment. And I think Finland is a great example here. Um, we, we do, like in the education and, and everything, we do spend a lot of time with our children to educate them on that, you know, environment is everything. And, you know, we can have the best project in the world, but if we have no planet to 
to, to live up for them, then, you know, uh, the, yeah, we might be missing a bigger picture here. So I think they're doing a fantastic job here. And a lot of actually startups as well uh, who are growing in the Nordics around these topics of sustainability uh, uh, for, for different aspects. And I think this is extremely important. So I would hope that, you know, as a whole, as a planet, we, uh, we look at it a bit closer and, and we take uh, action in that regard. So that would be one. And uh, of course, uh, I think uh, in terms of um, for my work, I would say, but people development, I would hope that, you know, uh, for a long time, we've been looking at more like presential. And I think we still need to find a balance in terms of how do we connect virtually without all of that fatigue and still having time for, you know, still personal connection. And I would I still feel like there's some way to go uh, to find that balance. And I would hope that by then, we would find it better uh, and and still have a good compromise uh, on that, yeah, on that side. Well, it sounds like you're going to be there for a while, uh, and it sounds like a really nice place to be for a while. So, what a great place to leave it, France Bobay from Walt. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much for your time. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. If you've enjoyed today's episode and are interested in seeing and listening to more of our content please do follow us on our LinkedIn profile where you'll find more industry-related material and articles. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode and look forward to you joining us then.